Welcome back, everybody, to our 12th episode in our series of podcasts. This week's episode is around a subject that many of us struggle with on a daily basis. Actually, we avoid doing it for years. Wondering what it is? Here's a couple of clues. Or maybe even questions. Is it the way we're brought up? learned behaviour? Is it a cultural thing or an age thing? Maybe it's a race thing. I wonder why we're so uncomfortable doing it. Have I got your attention yet? How many of you are married and don't do it? How many are single and do it a little? How many of you get mad when you realise you've spent most of your life not doing it? How many regret not doing it? How many have children and feel that they never got a chance to do it? How many of our older persons sit at their kitchen fire or dining table, staring out wondering, I wish I had done more of it? So, have I picked your curiosity yet, huh? Switch off the podcast now for about 10 minutes. Sit down and in the quiet of where you are and ask two questions. What has been missing in my life? And what have I not done? And then switch back on the podcast. So, how many of you did actually switch off the podcast? For those who did, well done. For those who didn't, this podcast is definitely for you. So, have you figured out what you were supposed to do? Or what it is that you don't do? Or that you'd like to do? Or you'd like to do more of? Any takers? No? Well, let me give you the title. Self-care. Personal time. Whatever you want to call it. For those who did switch off the podcast, I salute you. There is a piece of you that is within you that seeks time to look after yourself and answer your own questions. And to listen to those answers. However, for those who didn't, what can I say? You need to learn to listen to yourself more. Learn to know what you need, not want, but need. When you need it, and then act upon it. So let's get started. Why do I need to do self-care? And do I really understand what it is to put my own needs first? Now, of course, that doesn't mean doing what I want all the time and ignoring other people's needs. It is a matter of if I don't look after myself first, how can I possibly look after anyone else at a healthy level? So, of course, the main point is I have to get my priorities straight. So, for example, 
getting the kids clothes ready for the following day for school. If they ever go back to school during this virus. Why do I need to do it at 10pm? When they're in bed and I should be sitting down and unwinding in a way that helps me to sleep better. Like having a nice quiet bath. Or maybe taking an early night. So that you're rested for the following day. And if we ignore our physical well-being, how can we be there for others? So why not spend 20-30 minutes having a walk in the fresh air? Get some energy going and some freshness. What I believe has happened is that we have forgotten to prioritise properly. So what if I have to let some household chores slide this week so I can give myself some quality time with myself? To help us get to grips with self-care, we must remember that there are four main key elements to it. Physical, spiritual, emotional and psychological. No matter what we do, whether you're a nurse, social worker, teacher, healthcare professional, caregiver, parent, leader of any sort, even as a therapist or counsellor, we are people who give a lot of ourselves to help and serve in the well-being and growth of other people, in our own way. Our self-care and our care for others becomes very much like a set of scales. And we're trying to balance it every single day. We know that self-care can and is necessary in managing stress levels and helps us to prevent burnout and fatigue, which are very common traits in those who are caring individuals. Self-care is vital in order to have a sense of integrity as it keeps us doing to ourselves what we are suggesting to others. So here is a question for each of us to ask. If I'm supporting and helping someone else to grow and develop, how are we growing and developing in our own lives? Self-care means for us to focus on our needs, our goals, our health and our accomplishments. We must take time with ourselves so that we can be nourished and nurtured. And that means all four key elements, not just one or two of them. So just think of those four key elements to well-being. Mind, the mental or psychological. Body, the physical. The heart, emotional. The spirit, essence you have no control over, except to be led by it. So let's take a little look at these. Let's start with the obvious one, the body. To move, to breathe, to live. So bodily self-care, or the physical side, needs to have an overall healthy style of care. This would include eating properly, drinking lots of water, and sleeping a full night's sleep, depending on what your age needs. And of course, exercise, what we're capable of doing. One way to help this is to declutter around yourself. 
especially at home. By doing this, you will get not just a sense of not having, you know, been caught up in, in the middle of a forest, but you'll have space around you. You'll have that from a practical level, but it also creates a sense of having space within you. Maybe at night, leave your laptop, your phone or your TV or any digital advice outside your room. Your bedroom is not the place. It is a space where you need to unwind and rest. And you cannot unwind with a television on or your iPhone or your iPad. Enjoy the moments of silence so that you can rest and recharge your inner batteries. So now I'm going to ask you to take a moment to yourself, right now, right this minute, and ask yourself the following question. What am I doing for my physical health? And be honest. No point in saying I swim every morning for one hour, and then we come home and have an unhealthy breakfast. Give yourself a few minutes to ask that question. Switch off the podcast and give yourself a couple of minutes. How was that for you? Did you come up with an answer? Keep at it. Now let's have a look at the heart. To love, to care, to be emotional in relationship with yourself and others. One of the self-care issues we come across quite often is that we don't set clear boundaries around ourselves and around our time or around our energy. So why not try to surround yourself with people who can be more positive than negative, who can give you more joy and inspiring messages of support and kindness? Why not get help for any emotional issues right now so they don't build up? Because we know that when they build up, we can break our own internal boundaries and behave out of the impact of the emotional issues. Like getting angry over something small when that small thing isn't the real issue. How about allowing yourself to receive compliments, love, kindness and support? Maybe even spend a little time with those you love and those who you know love you. Now I'd like to ask you to take a couple of moments and ask yourself this question. What am I doing for my emotional or heart self now? So now let's have a look at the mind to learn, to think, to grow. We tend to mix this up with emotional issues, but it does include personal and professional development. Actually, that's what this mind is all about. So why not try to ensure that you give attention and energy to things that are within your control? Have a look at your own experiences and feelings and thoughts in the quiet moments of reflection without judgment. 
learn a little bit of self-awareness. And we can do this by listening to other people's feedback through journaling, meditation, consultation. Try to be in places where you can allow yourself the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to learn and the opportunity to reflect. And again, I'd ask you now to take a couple of moments and ask yourself, what am I doing for my mind or psychological self? The fourth element I'd like to look at is the spirit. To connect with essence. To connect with purpose and meaning. Now, this has nothing to do with religion but it has a lot to do with faith or belief. Although the spiritual self-care does include a form of prayer, depending on your belief or meditation. It is about being aware of the non-material aspects of your life. You may want to practice spending time in nature or visualization. Maybe even practice a way of mindfulness. And try to live in the here and now or in the present moment. So now, take a moment or two and ask yourself, what am I doing for my spiritual side? With these four elements or keys to self-care and balance, look at your own activities in each of them. And see if those activities are helping or hindering that area. So how do I nourish my mind and heart and body and spirit? How do I actively reduce and manage stress? In both my personal and professional life. How do I feel when I honour my own self-care needs? How can I recognise when I'm neglecting my self-care needs? What's trying to get my attention? What self-care am I feeling proud of? What is the one self-care activity or action that I will commit to today, this week or this month? Self-care matters. So give it a chance. Give yourself permission to allow it to be fun, guilt-free, enjoyable and life-giving. Your self-care will benefit not just you, but those around you. It's a win-win situation for everyone. Self-care activities can and usually make us feel just a little better about ourselves and therefore tends to make us more able to help and support others. It generally gets us on a path where I suppose fulfilment and happiness can be obtained from life. We don't have to go through huge lengths to self-care. We don't have to run the Dublin Marathon or spend hours in a gym or hike up Mount Everest. We simply have to look after our basic needs. A good night's sleep. Eat healthily. And be more aware of our emotional and psychological life. 
So self-care at its basic level is simply identifying the needs and then the taking of the steps, no matter how small, to meet those needs. And if we do this on a daily basis, can combat periods of anxiety, low moods and even anger. So start small. Stick to your new self-care routine. Set daily goals. Ask for help if you find it difficult to self-care. Because if you can't self-care, there is a problem. And there usually is a good reason why. So sometimes we need to ask for help to get us started on that healthier journey. If you think about it, if you have a physical pain, you either go to the doctor and get a painkiller or you go to your medicine cabinet and take a Panadol. If you have a toothache, you go see a dentist. So what do you do when you have an emotional pain? You go and talk to a therapist. And in the present climate of this virus, where you have conflicting attitudes towards it, what is your attitude to self-care? What is your attitude to looking after the people around you by looking after yourself? As my friend, the meerkat, Mr. Alexander says, simples. Stay well, stay safe. Namaste.